0: And now I am here with Ashley Haney. She is the mom, entrepreneur. Um, of real estate in the uh, in the Sacramento region. I guess mainly South Placer, right, Ash?
1: South Placer and Sacramento counties, yeah.
0: Okay, so you are my daughter, so I think we should get uh, full disclosure. I've talked uh, with you on the show. Uh, we've spent a lot more time with your little brother um, over the years, but you've been on this show Once or twice in the past, how many times have you been on the show so far? Yeah,
1: I've been on the show a couple times when we had Haney Garcia Realty Group. Okay. Now I'm in a little different capacity. Ah, talk to us about that. Yeah, new name, same type of small family business. Um, You and I ran Haney Garcia Realty Group for, what, five or six years? Well,
0: let's be clear. I was an investor and you ran it.
1: Okay, well, (laughs) we we were partners in Haney Garcia Realty Group. Um, Got an opportunity to buy you out earlier this year and... Sat back thinking, who am I going to be when I grow up? I had about 50 agents and two offices. And I'm like, all right, what do I what do at the next phase? So did some soul searching, had a couple opportunities come my way. And I decided to partner with Nick Brooks and Coldwell Banker Sunridge Real Estate. So we're a franchise of Coldwell Banker. So I get all the great stuff of Coldwell Banker, but I can still run it like a family business.
0: So what led to this uh, opportunity? How did it happen?
1: You know what? I I think that sometimes when you surround yourself with the right people and you're you're open to new opportunities, stuff happens to fall in your lap. Yeah. Um, Nick and I've been friends for a lot of years, and we've been we, you know always joke around. We're always looking for opportunities. I think as entrepreneurs, you're you're always looking to see what doors are open. Um, um, door happened to be open at the right time. I was actually approached by a couple other people to to do a similar venture and. Th- this one was just right, that our cultures were the same, our values were the same, and overall, it's like there was no better opportunity.
0: Is there consolidation happening right now? Obviously, every industry is being disrupted by technology, you know, real estate. We know that, uh, you know, a lot of stuff is going di- digital. Is this a kind of a time where businesses are are beginning to merge and uh, acquisitions are beginning to happen more? Um, the small uh, get gobbled up and, uh, and you got to be have decent size just to compete?
1: I think there's kind of two different realms. I think you can either be the small guy, you know, with a dozen or up to 20, 20 agents in, in the real estate industry. Um, but once we got to that 50, it's really hard to compete with the others with the technologies and all of the offerings that people are bringing to the agents and to the customer. So I had to really look within and say, hey, am I going to blow this thing up by myself? But I got two little kids. So I, I Nick is the perfect partner for me. And... When this opportunity came, it it was just one of those things. So consolidation, absolutely, in our industry as you get to a certain point because once you grow, the expenses don't go up that much, right? Right. So you have all your fixed costs. I mean, you might need to add another location, some administrative help. But overall, the costs are are, are consolidated, kind of like what you're doing at Haney Biz. Yeah.
0: Well, talk to us about it. You're you're adding on more services as well, right? In order to compete uh, more effectively, you are, you guys are now offering mortgages. You're now uh, working on offering commercial services. I mean, is that part of the uh, I guess the transition for, for the real estate industry, or are you guys unique?
1: Yeah. Well, I don't think it's really common. If people are doing it, they're not talking about it. Um, one of those things where we're thinking, all right, we want to give our agents and our clients and our customers the most full service opportunity. Also, when the market goes down, we want to, we want to stay profitable in our business. Mm-hmm. So how do we go searching for other ancillary services and other like-minded ambassadors for us basically. So we did start a mortgage division earlier this year and we're, we're looking into commercial property management. So expanding our, um, not just looking inside the box, really just looking outside of the box for other opportunities. Yeah.
0: Are all realtors, do you consider them entrepreneurs?
1: Absolutely. I mean, everybody's running their own business. And if you're not, then you're probably not succeeding.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think anybody out there that is running their own business in the, at a freelance level or at a, even at like a subcontractor type level, mm-hmm um you have to consider them in the entrepreneur bucket but when you start bringing on employees and, and a number of agents, I mean that takes it to another realm how many how many agents total are there in the Sunridge family in your family?
1: Yeah so in our family we've got almost 200 agents wow. across four offices um, we have about six full-time, Employees.
0: Okay. Okay. So we're thinking about juggling your time. You have uh, obviously you are a family person. You are the mom entrepreneur, as I described you. But as an owner of or part owner of uh, a 200 agent outfit with uh, with now mortgages and so on, I'm just thinking, how do you uh, divide your time?
1: Yeah. So I I think being a mom is very similar to being an entrepreneur. You're wearing many hats. You're multitasking. You have to stay organized. So. Schedule's number one priority. You know, that if, mm. if I didn't have my calendar, it's, nothing's going to work. So you have to be willing to get up earlier on the days or stay stay up later when the kids have sports or activities or somebody gets sick. So surrounding yourself with the right tribe, though, is by far the best thing you can do. Mine happens to be my business partner, Nick, as well as all of the people that I surround myself with, too. So having that that tribe of support to come around and, and really rally behind you, that's that's been the most effective thing. Um, the hardest thing's been letting go, um, learning hmm. to say no. I think you get to that point where you're like ready to think you can handle it all, but being able to realize and reflect and realize I can't do it all and some things have to give and prioritizing what those things are, That's that's been the hardest challenge for me this year, but also brought me the most peace.
0: Interesting. I think a lot of us entrepreneurs, we, uh, we sort of run into that. What's the best allocation of our time? Because... At some point, you can't be everything to everybody. And obviously, as a mother, um, you're divided. uh, Your your mind is on that, I'm sure, full time as you build your business. Right.
1: Yeah. The the lucky thing for me is that my business actually involves me being a part of the community. Hmm. So I'm extremely intentional. I might be at soccer practice. I'm walking around making phone calls. I'm at the gym and I'm making friends with somebody over there that might need to buy a home. So I'm trying to just look for those intentional opportunities. I'm fortunate to have my business pretty much relates to everybody, but just being intentional and when i'm out there like i'm i'm ready to go i'm not just showing up to to say i was at an event and take a photo like i'm there to be intentional mm-hmm. create relationships and ultimately that's going to drive my business
0: right well let's talk about the i mean i think everybody can relate you brought that up that everybody can relate to the real estate business because most people either uh, own their own home or they aspire to own a home yeah. or they're renting they have got some, you know you got to have some place to live yeah. and um, so people are always talking about stuff like interest rates the price of houses the price of rents I mean what's trending right now what's the uh, what's the market look like
1: in the Sacramento region the market is still super hot houses that are priced competitively receiving multiple offers interest rates are at a low, uh, multi-year low. So yeah. getting interest rates in the 3%, your rent is more expensive than your mortgage. So- makes my job easier when that happens but I'm always up for a challenge when the interest rates go up hoping they don't but
0: uh-huh. uh, yeah, yeah when I bought my first house I think I uh, had one of those variable rate loans and oh. we bought it down to like 11 and 3 quarters right the the standing rate was 16 17% fixed rate you know conventional 30 year mortgage and but you know yeah you go back to the 60s it was down in where it's at now but in my lifetime and I'm an old man I've never seen it this low and thinking about that so but prices have already come up so when prices come up um you know is there obviously there's a chance that they could go down
1: that i mean they can always go go down but if you look at the history of real estate it does go up and it does go down just like the stock market come you know typically comes back to where it was if not higher now in the sacramento region there's more jobs coming people are making more money and so House price increase is not a big deal because people can afford to stay up with that.
0: Yeah, I mean, unemployment's at a, like an all-time low right. as well. So you think about that. Everybody who wants a job can get a job, and you have this uh, real inflated – price of housing in the Bay Area mm-hmm. and the cost of living in the Bay Area. So we are seeing, even in entrepreneurship, we're seeing this migration to the Bay Area. Um, but you definitely see it. Workers, hey, I'll, uh, I'll come here and then go work uh, for some high-tech company. I'll live oh, here yeah. and work at a high-tech company. I,
1: I would say a quarter of our business is people relocating from the Bay Area because they see what they can get here versus what they can get in the Bay Area. And with the tech companies, everything's super virtual. So all they have to do is log on to a Zoom call Go in maybe once a week, and what's a two-hour commute once a week to to pay half the price?
0: Yeah, so, I mean, uh, it's hard to know what's going to happen, but uh, crystal ball-wise, is it going to get better? Is this the time? And I, I say this because... You know, I, uh, I remember you and I used to flip houses right. and, and back then, um, you know, we'd buy a house, gusty it up and then flip it for 10, 20% more. Um, but if we would have hung on to those houses, we, uh, they would be worth a heck of a lot more today. So part of the time I, I sort of kick myself in the butt for not ha- hanging on to them, but you know, is now the time to buy and hold? I mean, cause I, it feels like flipping, um, if they're not going to continue to go up, um, you know, flipping is, is it better to buy and flip or there's buy and hold? There's still deals
1: that are off the market though that you can get. It's just you have to be—you have to be hungry enough to go find those deals and have the right relationships. I am seeing a lot of people buying and holding. It's—it's it's hmm. surprising if you can get in on a phase one of a new build. There's so many new homes going up right now. You get in on a phase one construction. Um, and hold on to that thing, it's, it's going to go up in value. You might not become rich on it, but your rents are going to more than give you a 6%, 7% return on your investment. Hmm. So.
0: Okay. Yeah. So thinking about, um, like, uh, Sacramento area as you, as you, if you drew a circle around Sacramento, your focus has been right. Obviously Folsom, South Placer, you know, maybe El Dorado Hills and stuff. Yeah. Um, and the quality of life where we live is, uh, is excellent, right? We're Amazing. Uh, yeah. We we're kinda like I consider us kinda like the midwest of uh, you know of California, right? It's yeah. gr- the great people, great schools. Um, but the price of the houses are, are even a little more more here in Rockland, Roseville than they are, let's say, in Elk Grove.
1: Right, yeah. And, and and that I think that goes with any community. You get a little bit further out. People want to simplify a little bit. I think that with the hustle and bustle of everybody's lives, they think coming to Loomis and having an acre of property brings some level level of simplicity to their lives, um, and they're willing to pay a little more for that.
0: Well, let's. I want to get dive into your personal yeah. uh, situation a little bit. So um, obviously, you've got the two kids. Yep. People wonder. You, you talked about multitasking a little bit, and it's some people like me. I can't multitask. Right. There's mm-hmm. some people who just aren't built that way. Um, but thinking about juggling both the career and the children. And I'm, I'm, I'm wondering like how do you um what advice would you have to other people that are trying to do that with if they're not really multitaskers like you are, right? So you're showing yeah. up at the little league game and running your business, but not everybody's built that way.
1: And and it's not that I was always built that way and it's not always easy and I strive to to always perfect that. Um I, the best piece of re- advice I received was about a year and a half ago and I'm in a, I was in a CEO group and I received this advice and I've taken it with me and it's be 100% present 100% of the time. And so with me, ah. it took me a little bit of time to sit back and say, okay, well, I was sitting there resenting my kids because I had to answer a phone call. But if I'm there and I'm going to be present in whatever I'm doing with my kids at that time, there's times where I don't have to be 100% present at the soccer practice, right? But if we're there and we're having family dinner, I am 100% present 100% of the time. It might be more like 90, but I'm, I'm always striving to, to to be that way.
0: Interesting. All right, let's talk about our family. I think a lot okay. of people want to know us a little bit. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we are we are investors as a family. I invest into companies. Um, we live this, uh, uh, call it a cool lifestyle where our family is really close. Yep. Um, but you grew up in an environment that was extremely close, but, um, driven, more driven than the average, uh, parents probably. Yeah. So, uh, gr- talk to us, what, what was it like growing up in our household for you? <sighs>
1: okay. Heavy, heavy
0: duty, uh, dad pressure. Well, what's interesting
1: <laughs> is, so for those of you who don't know, I was a high level gymnast growing up. I ended up getting hurt when I was about 14 years old at the state championships and transitioned my career into springboard diving. So I went on to win section championships in high school, and got a scholarship to UC Davis for springboard diving. So how did I get there? Well, it was from consistency, hard work, dedication, and all of it came from you. Um, started as a gymnast at two years old, and when I was five years old, before kindergarten, we were running to the a.m. p.m. a couple miles down the road and back.
0: Doing You're going to do a jogging?
1: Yeah. It wasn't for fun. It was, it was to <laughs> go. Okay. At the time I probably thought it was fun. We'd buy a six pack of donuts, those like powdered donuts. Yeah. By the time we got home, you'd give me one and you ate the other five and yeah, it was fine. probably. So anyways, I, I had a morning r- routine and I think that that, that leads into where I'm at now. I wake up, I'd run for 30 minutes on the treadmill, hundred pushups, ups, hundred sit-ups, go to school. Yeah. And starting at third grade, I think I was even leaving school early to go to practice. And I was doing gymnastics at multiple gyms seven days a week. So the structure of that, while I missed out on a lot as a kid, I think there's a correlation between high level athletes and successful CEOs, Hmm. entrepreneurs. Um, The discipline, the drive, the failure, overcoming obstacles I think there's a a direct correlation so
0: right if you can handle growing up in the Haney family you can handle uh anything
1: no it it (laughs) wasn't bad though it was just it was we were intentional we were we were trying to win we were ready to win so that's okay
0: well contrast that with your brother right so a lot of people know Marcus is the marine the marine entrepreneur right obviously uh he uh you know, he's become an entrepreneur as well, um, but he was uh, wounded in Afghanistan. He was into sports as well. Uh, do you think Who had it harder, you or, or Marcus?
1: I definitely had it harder <laughs> because – so Marcus is two years younger than me. And like I said, when I was about 14, I got hurt with gymnastics. And right then is when you started focusing on Marcus, really riding him hard. You know, at 12 uh, years old, he's <laughs> ready to start lifting weights, ready to start uh, doing those funny. things. But – you know, from two to twelve, I or two to fourteen for me. So twelve years, I got twelve years of my butt kicked. Mark says twelve. You're coming in ready to go. He's lifting weights. Yeah. But by 15, he wants to just go hang out with his buddies. Yeah. and, and you know.
0: I, I kicked both of your butts pretty hard, yeah. uh, but you guys somehow came back for more. I never mandated that you do anything, but if you yeah. were going to uh, sign up, then uh, then we're going to go at a full tilt. Heck yeah. Uh, so it was kind of interesting. It was your decision, but your it was your decision to accept the pain that yeah. was uh, Mark Haney.
1: That's all right. <laughs> I, I'm not afraid. Show me some more, you know?
0: It was so. funny. I was the uh, master motivator, yeah. and you came back for more each time time. Um, But you guys really both, uh, both of you worked really hard. I don't remember as as much as it was uh, uh, holding me helping hold you accountable. I think both of you learned to hold yourself accountable. I Mm -hmm. mean, like right now, um, I I would say, I mean, I just sit back and am in private I'm prideful about but what both of you guys are doing, because um, I sit back and I I laugh at the way I parented today, but in part of me is proud because look what you guys have become.
1: Well, I, I mean, I definitely owe that to you and mom, and I would not change a thing. And so taking the things that I learned growing up, applying them to being a mom now, it, I mean, it's invaluable. So I might not be having my kids sprint down the court, you know, uh-huh. every night as part of our family fun, but. They go out to their sports and they better try their best or else we're not going to do it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So you're not as hard on them as what I was. I would say I'm a little
1: bit easier on them right now. They're six and eight. So I think for me, the one thing that I would say I wish I could have done a little bit different or would have shaped a little different is I would have pushed myself a little harder in the later years and gone a little easier in the earlier years. But with gymnastics...
0: Wait, 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 let me get this right. You, for... Like, if you were coaching me, Mm -hmm. um, uh, you would say go a little er, easier in the earlier years, Mm -hmm. a little harder in the later years.
1: Yeah, just just for the pure fact. So, Riley, my daughter Riley's eight years old. She made all-stars as an eight-year-old for softball. She also does sports acrobatics and gymnastics, so... I want her to be well-rounded and choose what she wants to do, so that when she's ready to like pull that trigger, we're yeah. ready to do it. So she's got one more year to figure it out.
0: <laughs> you think like sometimes we, like me, I'm looking at my in the mirror on this is like, we sort of relive our we try to live our life through our children. Mm-hmm. So we want them to uh, uh, be everything we might not have been as an athlete or as a student or or in some way like that. So you end up living vicariously through your. Through your kids,
1: yeah, um, and obviously, yeah. I must be doing something right because on Riley's summer bucket list, she said, I want to answer the phone at mommy's work, so Aww. she sees what I'm doing and she wants to be a part of it too, so that's great.
0: And Rocco wants to be what
1: he wants scientist? to be a, a, a scientist, no, he'd like to be a professional football player, oh. but he's not, he's, he's more got your build, so <laughs> <we'll see how laughs> hey, that sounds happen. like he's a stud yeah. to me, yeah. okay.
0: Uh, so okay, thinking about this, so this family dynamic, you've seen, um, my um, I guess, an intentional attitude toward my hometown yes. and toward, toward our hometown. Uh, my hometown is Roseville. I consider the greater Sacramento area our our hometown. Um, do you feel like that rubbed off? Because your mother worked for the city of Roseville as HR director for 20-something years and retired. So we both have that, uh, I guess, super desire to, you know, not move away from our hometown mm-hmm. and, and, and try to make our hometown better versus— other people that we know go, ah, I'm going to move up to Incline val- Village and avoid taxes and stuff like that. We're saying, no, let's dig into a,
1: our yeah. hometown.
0: you feel like that rubbed off on you?
1: Oh, 100%. And you, you like to use the word hometown patriotism a lot. And that, that completely applies to where I am because I love where I was raised. I mean, Roseville is growing so yeah. much. And there's, what, 10 times the amount of people as when I was a kid. But those same families are still there. And you can go to certain places and run into people. I think I'm super nostalgic. We were a family big on tradition. And so the nostalgia of it probably keeps us liking it a little bit more yeah. too. Um, and I want my kids to, to know where I'm from and, and be a part of the things I was a part of. So I, I, I have no complaints.
0: It's interesting how I think in families, uh, some of that gets lost along the way. If you look at the Sacramento region, a lot of transplants here, right? You talked about the people moving in here from the Bay Area. I'd say if you, you know, most of the people we meet, most of the new friends that we make are in some ways transplants. And, you know, most of my friends, most of my really close friends I've known since like Little League and, Mm and grammar school. So I still, I love that as well. But now with the with the town becoming, I guess, full of transplants, like new, new people to town, as, as we like to think of it, maybe. Uh, you think your kids are going to feel that same sense of tradition? Is there a way to hand that down one more time?
1: I think so, and I think it's just about how we handle ourselves. And so, for example, R- downtown Roseville has a parade every Fourth of July. Okay, it's hot as heck. You do these things, but you know what? We go and we make the best of it, and the kids, the kids have a blast, and they. It's the little things that really matter. It's not the big buildings or the toys or the, the vacations. It's, it's the little things like picking gems out of the creek mm-hmm. and being with a family and having family memories. And I, I think if you do enough of those things consistently, just like in work, I mean, there's no way it can't, can't carry on.
0: Hmm. So I love the idea of traditions. I mean, I'm a very routine-oriented person. It feels like you can get a lot more done if you break Mm -hmm. things down into these routines. Um, But routines or traditions are... Um, they're a part of our nostalgia, but in entrepreneurship, it's, it's interesting. You want to find a way to um, break traditions at times, and you have to create things that didn't exist before, um, almost break the status quo. Otherwise, you don't discover anything new, and you get your butt kicked by the competition. I mean, it's kind of an interesting it contrast in, uh, in philosophies.
1: It is, but I think— you know, one of my themes for the year was to get back to basics. And I think you could think outside the box and and there's a time and a place for that. But there's also a time to just get back to basics and do what you know is right and keep those relationships open, keep those routines open, keep keep your calendar in check. And and that's going to pay off dividends because you're going to have the most clear mind at that point
0: Mm -hmm. well you think about the uh okay so when you and i i wouldn't be i wouldn't be doing this radio show if it wasn't for you i mean let me go back in time a little bit so i sell my companies you're pregnant with riley and I'm getting ready to consider investing into a construction company, and I'm not going to do it unless I have you there to help me. So, you and I talk. You are working in uh, the corporate world a little bit uh, with Adventist Health, and I say, "Hey, Ash, you're pregnant. Why don't you help me with the construction thing, and we'll uh, we'll make a go of it?" That led to flipping houses, and now to your real estate career. But along the way. Uh, I sort of lost track of what I was going to do and randomly decided to do, I got dared to do this real estate show or excuse me, radio show. And we, you and I were thinking about making it a real estate yeah. show, um, but anyway, you sort of pried me in, you kind of like tempted me this way to a certain extent. Um, w- watching me, uh, fall all over myself as a radio guy. I mean, what's the, uh, you, you sat back and watched me attempt to do this. What, uh. What what goes through your mind when you see that happen, when you see your dad, uh, uh, you know, stumbling and mumbling on the radio and trying to be a podcast, almost like living uh, like a young person, living vicariously again through uh, the people he respects?
1: You know, it, it's been very awesome to watch because all of the things that you've taught me growing up, all of the words of wisdom. You're the guy at the party, though, five years ago who was standing against the wall who didn't want to talk to anybody, but you've got all this information to share, all of these people that you've impacted, so it's been so cool for you to find your platform in in this new world, new life that you've created. Um, It's really humbling, and I'm super proud of you, and it's Uh. been really fun to watch and really, really um, educational. I mean, as an entrepreneur, I watch the show, I follow along, I see... Tidbits, and I take it, and I and I pass it on to my business. Yeah,
0: yeah, I think it. I, uh, the idea when we started this thing was let's do something fun that helps people, and now it's become its own thing where we help entrepreneurs yeah. be entrepreneurs. It's we're like a little platform. It's it's a blast, um, and I. I don't know that I always uh, say thank you to the people that help me along the way. We are, uh, I I do occasionally, but I try to keep, you know me, I don't want to pat people on the back too much, too early, get them all (laughs) overconfident. But I do really, I really want to take this time to say thank you for helping prompt me to, uh, I guess, come out of my shell a little bit. um, And uh, it's led to what I think is really fun. And I think it's been good for our family to, I guess to uh, be exposed to the most successful people in Sacramento, right? In this show, I've had a, yeah. an opportunity to meet some people, and our family has been exposed and are, have been able to meet people that we normally, you know, me being the shy guy, right? I'm not going to go out and just meet these people on my own. But having the radio show really kind of, I guess, put me in a position to just say, hey, uh, let's get to know each other. Do you want
1: to be my friend? Will you be my friend? <laughs> Will you talk yeah. to me? No, so so now looking back, what you're at – what 4 or 5 years now? i a
0: little over 4 years. Yeah, yeah, so
1: what I'll turn the tables on you a little bit. What's been the the greatest thing so far?
0: I no question um, I've enjoyed meeting some of the most successful people in Sacramento and and hearing their stories, sharing their stories and I think that I know I know that's helping entrepreneurs. So that's probably as rewarding as anything, but one of the things I'm doing and I know you know about this but I don't know if you know exactly how many entrepreneurs I talk to on a like daily basis. I meet a lot of entrepreneurs. They're not all the most successful entrepreneurs in the region, but I, I think when they come to talk to me at either a Hanging with Haney or, or a Mark Tank or an Entrepreneurs Unleashed event or any of the other things I do, the speaking stuff I do – it's like I'm hanging around the most ambitious people in um, in the region, um, so I think in some ways that keeps me young. It's like it's uh, I think if there's one thing that I appreciate most out of this occupation I've uh, sort of stumbled into. It's that I get to hang around people who are super driven, who will be successful one day. They may not be those people today, but the whole crowd of newer entrepreneurs like yourself, the younger generation of entrepreneurs, you're going to be um, really the leaders of this uh, this community. You are are already leading. I mean, but you are really going to become the leaders um, of the future. And I get to spend time with you, and so hopefully that helps me. Uh, uh, stay a little younger, live a little bit longer. So I
1: know it's it's really awesome to watch too. And I think one common theme everybody has you you're scared, but you're fearless at the same time. So everybody out there trying to take their mm-hmm. journey, and whether they just opened the doors today, they made that decision to get off the off the couch and start yeah. something. So that's yeah. got to be awesome to watch.
0: It is well, and looking at you, you're you're the president elect of the Placer County. Association of Realtors, right? There's like how big is that group?
1: Yeah, so there's four thousand members in Placer County alone. Okay. Yeah, so I'll be president next year. You'll be
0: the president next year, the youngest president ever of the Placer County Association of Realtors. Yes. Okay. How's that feel?
1: I'm I'm humbled. Honestly, I got involved within the association, I don't know, six or seven years ago, right when we got started, because I knew nobody. I'm like, where do I get started? So I went and joined the young professionals. And thought, okay. all right, well, these might be my people. I better get get out there and meet somebody. Right. And before I knew it, I was the chairperson for the Young Professionals for a, f- a few years. And I got called up to be on the board of directors mm-hmm. and sort of expedited my leadership journey. And I have learned so much. So I, with this position, I'm also a director for the California Association of Realtors. Okay. So I get to go meet people from the entire state and even the nation. And- they're entrepreneurs as well. Mm-hmm. And so not only am I learning about my little local market, I serve on the committee for legislative for California. So I get to hear all the legislation, all of the cool stuff, and 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 my knowledge is 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 pretty Pretty extreme, on that. so how old are
0: you again? 33. I'm 33. I th- did I say 34? I was thinking, no, yeah. I'm 33. Okay, so I had a guy on or the show earlier and I was thinking he was 34, so I knew I had said that earlier, but okay, 33 years old, yeah. Um, incoming president of the Placer County Association of Realtors part owner of a 200 person um, Caldwell Banker franchise. I mean, what's next? I mean, like, how, once, like how do you keep topping that? What does it look like? Pull out that crystal ball. Uh, not just what does the market look like, what does Ashley Haney's career look like? Um, if we were to look at it 10 years from now, what, what, what are we yeah. going to be looking at?
1: You know what? So I'll be 43 at that point. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, my kids are going to be graduating <laughs> high school by then. So, if I would have looked back 10 years ago from now, I would have never expected to be sitting yeah. in this chair.
0: 23, you were doing what?
1: I Just was graduated pregnant. from high school no, or I went college, to college, and uh, I was got married and, and pregnant with my first kid. So it's yeah. like you're not, you don't expect that. So I'm, a, I'm a total goal person, but I also think you have to put yourself in situations so the opportunities come to you as well. And like I said, I've been intentional. So. We're gonna branch off on some of these ancillary services within Coldwell Banker. I never would have expected to have partnered with that. So happy I did. Yeah. Um, I think this guy's the limit in ten years. I, who knows? And with everything in real estate going more virtual, shoot, I, I might, I might be doing something real unique at that point. Yeah, so, yeah, you never um, know. You never. There's know?
0: all kinds of opportunities. I think it, I, I love that you put yourself in position to seize those opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, you and I were talking earlier about who you put in your life, um, yep. and Nick Brooks. What's what's the relationship with Nick Brooks meant to you?
1: Oh my gosh, it's meant the world. So, like I said, I was I was feeling a little lost because I was overwhelmed with all the pressures of running a business with everything being on my shoulders. And obviously, I can come to you and talk to you about stuff. I I have I have a good group, but having that person I can really lean on that has as much stake in the game as you do. There's something to that. So when Nick and I partnered up, I, I feel like the weight of the world was lifted off my shoulders. Huh. And obviously we're, we're 90 days into our merge. So don't, you know, we're, we got a ways to go, but we are like in sync. We're ready to go. He has differing opinions sometimes and so do I, but that's why you have a partner because obviously I grew something that worked. He's grown something that worked us together who knows what we can create at that point? Yeah, yeah.
0: So. What's, been the, is, what's been the biggest surprise?
1: Oh, surprise. Since um, the merger. I would say the, the, the hardest thing or the biggest adjustment would be, we were both doing the same two positions. And so for the last 90 days, coming in, duplicating efforts to sort um, of sorts, trying to figure out who, who you're going to be and what role you play because mm-hmm. I think we all have our strengths. And when he has 100-and-something agents and I've got 50-something agents – Now we've got 200. Well, we don't all need to do the same job. So let's figure out what we're good at. And so it's just been finding that that happy medium of, what do you like and what are you good at? And, and we're there at 90 days now. So yeah. that's cool.
0: That's cool. Well, I you're still handling clients. I mean, yeah. I still hear you on the phone and you're still doing, yeah. can't go out on the boat till you're done with your open house and yeah. this and that. So it's like, what I'm wondering, like, how do you have time for all your clients, right? You're, you're one of the top producers in the region. I don't know where you stack up, but I know it's masters multi-years in a row and all that stuff but yet you have you built business simultaneously is does nick have that same sort of um dual uh, responsibility
1: and that's why it works so when we agreed on this merger i said what what does it look like when we merge he goes same thing you did today just under a different name okay and so nick does not sell he gets to handle all of the field more of the agent questions i'm still in the selling realm and more innovative services, so there's no no love lost for my clients, and they get tons of extra resources now mm-hmm. and exposure by being part of a bigger brand. So yeah. yeah, no, I'm I'm out selling, and I'm sure someday I'm gonna have to say no to to one thing or another, but right now. I've got it managed. So, uh-huh.
0: so you're you're handling some now some commercial stuff, but also residential, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, what do you what do you not look for? What's uh, what's an ideal client, and what kind of client would you uh, would you dish off to one of your teammates?
1: Um, I like people that that are ready to ready to go. I have a huge team of people that are ready to cultivate relationships, show you around. Um, I I like people that are like me. I get along I get along great with people like me. I don't I try to diverse my clientele, but honestly everybody I I hang out with, those are the people that I would wanna be my client. Mm-hmm. So if I'm gonna have you over for dinner, that's who I'm gonna wanna uh, yeah. wanna be. So if if somebody um, I, I've been blessed with really great people, so I'm not gonna say I don't discriminate against who. Yeah. who wants, if you want to buy or sell, I'm here. All right. No, but, That's uh, my girl. Yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> I love it. Okay, so. Um,
1: but I like to. F- I focus a lot on the higher end stuff too. You know, over a half a million dollars. But the stuff under a half a million, if investment wise and stuff, I'm there. Um, yeah. Family friends, I've I've got them covered. So. Yeah, yeah, but I try. I try to stick to the higher end stuff. So
0: how are we going to sell my house? I think some people yeah. know that I live in a pretty high end house, and uh, we have bought this. Uh, 72 acres in Loomis we are yeah. calling Haneyville where your brother is going to move out there uh, I think next week or the week after and we're all going to end up moving out there as soon as, uh, as soon as we can develop a plan and uh, scrape together the money to, to build houses but I'm going to want to sell my house so I live in uh, you know in an upper uh, I guess it's more of a higher end house in Loomis I mean are the are those high-end houses gonna are they selling now or what's the right timing for someone like me?
1: Well, I, they are selling right now, and there's always a market for people. Like I said, I, I mentioned your house to somebody, another re- realtor that I'm a friend with. She had clients moving up from, from L.A. We, we got a private showing of somebody who wanted to offer you a cash offer on your hmm. house. So it's building those relationships. What happened to
0: that? I never saw the money.
1: You guys weren't ready. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah, you weren't ready. <laughs> okay. no. Your mother wasn't <laughs> ready. I'm always ready. Let's so make a deal.
1: i I built relationships with people that, that surround themselves with, with like-minded people Entrepreneurs, people relocating, people that have the capacity to come into those situations. So, I've got tons of homes that aren't on the market that I could sell, hmm. like yours. So yeah, if yeah. somebody wants to to see it, I know about it. I have connections, and we we communicate with one interesting. another. Interesting, interesting. So.
0: Okay, well, um, I mean, I feel like we're we've exhausted the gambit yeah. of things. Um, we didn't talk about your mom too much. A little bit. We talked oh, about God. how much of a uh, bad father I was. This describe to. We just finished up the uh, night to give for Allegiant Giving. We, we started the family started a charitable organization. Oh shoot! Uh, 2010, 2011. It's focused on veterans for the most part, and now we're really honing in on on what we're trying to do. We've started this co-working effort at uh, McClellan Air Force Base, or McClellan Park, I should say. Yeah. Um, the Allegiant Innovation Center. But your mother has, I mean, look at she um, she carries a big load in our family, and especially on this on this charitable front.
1: Yeah, I I would say she is an angel. So not only is she never considered herself an entrepreneur. She was the HR director for the city of Roseville for how long? And, and when she was 44 years old, was when we started Haney Garcia Realty Group. She said, I'm going to quit my job so I can help you raise your kids. That was the greatest blessing that anybody could have ever done because she's now helping me raise my kids the way that I would. But she sends them home sometimes eating too much candy. But, oh, don't gosh, know. Yes. Um, but you know, Bad grandma. What? No, she, mom's amazing. And, we wouldn't be where we are without her. Not I wouldn't be where I am in my business, and we our Allegiant giving would definitely not be where it is today. Yeah. So she's yeah. got to serve its heart for sure.
0: She does, and uh, you know that uh, we did the uh, comedy night the other day, and it was off the charts. Oh, it's I think hilarious. we're now I think we're now going to make it an annual event. Yeah. It's uh, it's catching fire. There, I think a lot of the things. The one thing that's probably surprised me, maybe it surprised you on Haney Garcia Realty Group as well, but I I start these things and I think that they're going to catch fire quicker than what they do. And it always takes a little, you always say the harder you work, the luckier you get. And that's true, but it just takes a long time.
1: Yeah, it does take time. (laughs) But you know what, if you do enough things right consistently, it's going to pay off. So yeah, sometimes it takes uh, you know, a long time where sometimes the timing is just right. And so maybe a long time was the right time. Maybe a couple years ago, wasn't the right time for my business to take off having really small kids or Allegiant giving, just needing to kind of find its true purpose. And now we found the true purpose. I think it's discovered it's true. Why? And mm-hmm. so now we can take off on all fronts.
0: Yeah. Well, I uh, I am so proud of you. I am so appreciative of what you have done to sort of Prompt me as I uh, as I'm on my back nine here. You prompted me into uh, hopefully finishing strong. I know uh, I feel like I'm trying as hard as I ever had have, and um, and I think a lot of it comes from just being inspired by people like you. So thank you, Ashley.
1: Well, thank you for for opening those doors for me and for helping me to see what opportunities are out there. I yeah. think that's the biggest thing is some people don't even know what's out there. Shoot, I don't even know what the heck's still out there. But you always opened every door and I walked right through it. So looking forward to seeing what the next door is. You
0: crashed right through it. Yeah, here I go. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Thank you, Ashley. I I love you, you. and uh, we'll get Sacramento to know you better in the years to come.
1: I love you, too. Thanks for having me.
0: You bet.